and welcome to Cornerstone Conversations, a podcast all about The Ohio State University's College of Food, Agricultural, and Environmental Sciences. I'm your host, Taylor Lutz, a student within the Department of Agricultural Communication, Education, and Leadership. With this podcast, I hope to share the story and happenings of the college with individuals around the world. Each episode will bring a little something different as we chat with current students, alumni, staff, and faculty, all from CFAES. Let's get to learning. As many of you are aware, all of us throughout the United States and the world are experiencing some very unfortunate and unprecedented events right now. COVID-19 has had some sort of effect on every American. Here in the Buckeye State, we are facing these challenges head-on, and at Ohio State, we are taking every precaution possible. Today, we wanted to bring our Buckeyes an update from Dean Crest to shed some light on the situation. Of course, we're following the social distancing protocol, so Today, I'm being joined by Dean Kress from the comfort of our own homes using Zoom. Dean Kress, I hope you're doing well today, and I hope you're uh, staying safe and staying healthy. Um, This is a very, very odd time for all of us, right? We're all kind of working through this together. Can you kind of just give us a little bit of insight as to what things looked like in the beginning? You know, what were the days like leading up to all these decisions, maybe some of the behind the scenes that took place? Sure. I actually think the behind the scenes were were probably a lot like what was, you know, uh, happening everywhere as as this sort of of, uh, went through the system. Uh, I I think a a lot of us, you know, as we started to get some of the initial messages of, well, you know, it looks like we may need to go online. It looks like we may uh, need to change some of the ways we do things. There may need to be some restrictions. Uh, I, I think at first there was a lot of this will be kind of a short-term inconvenience. It'll be a little bit of a hiatus, you know, okay, we'll have to figure this out and we'll have to think about all of our unique circumstances that we have in our college, you know, things like our, our animal units and uh, the, the regional campus uh, that we have with both our statewide and Worcester campus and how will we manage that. And, uh, but I think there was still a lot of uh, what I think of as sort of a lot of uh, almost pluck right? That, oh yeah, we can do this and, you know, and kind of bringing everybody together and having these kind of uh, furious meetings of, okay, you do this and you do this and let's all get this done and, and everything else. Um, I, I think though, because of being in, in the position of leadership and, and then hearing, okay, so here's the next thing and here's the next thing. Uh, I, I think that many of us in the leadership of the college uh, started to have the sort of realization of the gravity of this situation and what this was going to mean for everybody who's part of our CFAES family, probably earlier than everyone else did. Uh, And and I'm telling you, there were some real blows uh, that that came with that, just like I think everybody experienced. Um, You know, it's it's still, uh, quite frankly, hard for me uh, to, to talk about the day I realized that we couldn't do commencement and what that would mean to our students. Uh, because yeah. that's such an important celebration and it's such an important part of the life of our institution. Um, you know, the day that students moved out of ATI, uh, you know, Chris Boone, our director up there, I called her and, 
and we both, uh, uh, you know, that was a, a hard blow for people dedicated to students to watch students yeah. moving out uh, prematurely. That, that was hard. And then, of course, you know, the day that uh, not very long ago when we had to very clearly and directly say to our researchers, people who've dedicated their lives uh, to this important work they're doing that, no, you can't come into your lab. No, you can't come to the field. No, you can't continue this really important work you're doing. And yes, it will have an impact on uh, your work. It, it will mean that you'll be significantly delayed or, or maybe even have uh, a long-term impact on your life's work. Uh, that was a that was a hard day too. Um, I'm sure. But, but but I'd also tell you there have been uh, these incredible good days uh, as uh, we uh, address these challenges. Watching the the commitment uh, that our faculty and staff have, their their innovation, the good ideas that people call with and say, hey, what if we tried this? Um, the the perseverance, the and in our students as well, you know, I've had an opportunity to uh, have some Zoom calls with some of our students and uh, their their optimism and willingness to say, well, let's try this, let's let's do this. You know, there yeah. of course there's a lot on their minds as well, uh, but the willingness everybody has had, and and I think um, you know, in one of my messages, I've talked about the grace, you know, of courteous goodwill. Uh, and I think about that, that that's, uh, I think, a hallmark within our college is this grace of being able and willing to have goodwill towards the other people that we're interacting with. And, and that's very uplifting. Absolutely. It, we all need to be forgiving. We all are going through the same thing right now. So we just got to yeah. work together to work through this tough time. <laughs> yeah. You know, what I talked about, too, with some of our faculty and staff the other day, Taylor, and, and that, that I think about a lot is all of these new competing priorities that, that we didn't really have uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, so now for students, it's not just the schoolwork and uh, you know maybe the, the job that you have or, or the plans for what am I doing uh, for summer and things right. like that. But now suddenly all of these other uh, competing priorities, uh, for some it's even do I have a good internet link? Uh, can I do this online? Uh, what does this mean? I, I don't think I have my internship then lined up for summer or the study abroad I planned is now not going to happen. Um, yeah. for, the, for the faculty and staff, it's now not only how do I teach my course and, and wow, what's happening to my research, but maybe now they're also the full-time childcare provider uh, or they're trying to be a, a homeschooler teacher for their older children. Uh, right. And, uh, you know, or maybe they have uh, college students who've now come home uh, <laughs> when they weren't expecting them. Uh, right. you know, all kinds of, of things that I know are on people's minds as well as their own health, the health of their loved ones. That's a lot of things kind of rattling around in all of our brains at the same time that we're just trying to do the things that we normally do uh, in a very different kind of environment. Absolutely. Yeah, as a, as a student teacher right now, it was all the whirlwind when we got that announcement of schools, you know, are going to be shut down until, you know, the original date, I believe was April 6th. And um, so, you know, as of just a couple of days ago, I was planning on going back to school next week, but obviously all that has changed as we got Governor DeWine's announcement now. But um, yeah, everyone's just kind of working together and working through it day by day. <laughs> right. I, and I think, you know, what you just referred to, Taylor, is part of what makes this so difficult. Uh, it, it's one thing when you are, you know, told that, okay, April 6th, and you get to come back. 
Yeah. Uh, yep. and, and then we can all kind of go, okay, I'm just going to, you know, hang in there until April 6th. Yep. Uh, I, I think that the real stressor with this is we all know that, well, okay, we're shooting for that particular date, whatever it is right now. Uh, but we also recognize that depending on what happens next, those dates could also change. And I think it's that uncertainty uh, that that really makes this difficult because we don't know, are, are we planning for a few more weeks? Are we planning for a few months? Or, you know, right. how long exactly are we planning for? Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that that is, is, a, is one of those things that just kind of stresses people even a little bit more uh, because we don't know. And we are certainly, especially I think in a, a research uh, university like ours, you know, we're not always comfortable in that spot of that we don't know or don't know how to find the answer. Uh, we, we really prefer to be able to, um, to do that. And so uh, I, I think that this is, is particularly difficult. I would agree with that 100%. So let's get into a little bit more of the student aspect. What are some of the biggest concerns you're hearing um, from the students and what would you say to them in response? Yeah, um, I, I think that there's concerns that are kind of running the gamut. Um, you know, I think there's uh, a significant amount of grief uh, just that this semester suddenly went sideways on us in ways that none of us anticipated or this quickly. Uh, and so there's the loss of, of being with friends. There's the loss of all these things that, that some people had anticipated for four years uh, and had worked hard for for four yeah. years. And now suddenly it's just gone. It's evaporated. Um, so I, I think there's those kinds of issues that are that sort of dealing with that grief and that sudden abrupt change uh, that's very difficult. Uh, but then I think there's what starts to sink into people is, wait a minute, what does this mean for whatever's next, right? Um, will, will my taking these courses in this way impact, you know, my ability to do well in, in the future classes? Like if I'm in a lab class now, how, how am I going to manage then if I have another uh, class in this sequence next year? Uh, if I have plans to go on to graduate school or professional school after the degree I'm working on now, how, how will this prepare me? How will this, you know, will I, will I be able to get in? What will that look like? Right. Uh, and so then you start, you know, kind of all those questions that we don't have answers to yet. Uh, and I, I think those are, are some deep concerns. And then of course, we have students who are concerned about how will this mean that they might lose their scholarship? Uh, have they lost their student employment? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if they had an internship lined up or, uh, you know, I mentioned earlier the study abroad. Uh, are they losing that opportunity? Um, I, I think there's some of the students I've talked to also expressed real concerns for uh, their parents, uh, their grandparents. Uh, you know, uh, oftentimes we're separated from some of the people that we care very much about. And it, it's a little difficult to wrap your heads around sometimes. Uh, how long will it be before I'll get to go see some of those people? Right. Uh, and and will I be able to see them? Uh, so so as I've talked with students, I've I've sort of heard this whole gamut uh, around the the sort of grief at what we've lost, the implications of what this will all mean, uh, and how will my my studies and uh, my plans be impacted? And then what does it mean for all those people I care about? Uh, what does it mean in terms of uh, just even the future of the uh, industries I'm interested in, the, the 
you know, uh, our overall uh, economics for our country. How will that play out? Will that impact the job market? Uh, Absolutely. All, all kinds of, of concerns on our students' mind. Yeah. You briefly mentioned the, the lab aspect. So do you know of any situations, specific situations, if a student is in a lab course right now, are they going to be able to move on or are they going to have to retake that course? Do you know that answer? Um, well, we're working so that they'll be able to move on. Uh, okay. We've had to get a little creative. Uh, I know some of our faculty have been able to uh, get videos from lab procedures uh, that were what they were planning to do that then they could share and have sort of a virtual experience. It's not quite the same as a hands-on experience, uh, yeah. but I know that we had faculty who were in contact with faculty at other institutions and they were swapping, okay, I've got video of this procedure. Do you have video of that procedure? Yeah. You know, could we, could we kind of share these things so all of our students could benefit? Uh, so I, I know that they've been trying to work on that. I also know that we have faculty who are already thinking about, okay, so given that we may have had to do that in a lab course, uh, now is there something then that we can build into uh, if this is a sequence source uh, next year, uh, mean, so that if there was something that you really do need the hands-on component, that we could have that opportunity to catch that. Um, you know, I, I think it's just going to take all kinds of creative ways for us to try to think about how we address that. And some of it will probably have to end up being tailored uh, as we get a better understanding sort of in the aftermath of, okay, where are there gaps? Where were there problems? How can we go back now and address that? Uh, but the thing I would say to the students overall is, um, I, I think you're in a great place because you're in our college, you know, and it, we, we aren't kidding around when we say student first. Uh, we, we believe that. We are so committed to student success. And, and I am absolutely confident that our faculty and staff are going to do everything they can to ensure that as students are going through this, uh, that they are well taken care of and that their education does not suffer. Uh, and I've seen it in just this tremendous work our faculty have been doing to try to transition. I mean, overnight, practically transition yeah. courses <laughs> online. And that was heroic, uh, as far as I'm concerned in, in their commitment to getting that done. Uh, and, and I know that they're going to continue to work with this and, and try to continue to make sure uh, that the educational experience of our students has not been diminished in this time. Absolutely. I know from a student aspect, we can we can definitely tell that the staff and faculty is putting in a lot of time to make sure that we're still getting the education that we need and uh, gaining the knowledge that we're supposed to be. So that's mm -hmm. very much being received on our end. Good. The you briefly mentioned uh, commencement is being, you know, postponed, possibly, you know, having to forego it. What does summer classes look like? Because right after commencement, you have summer courses to be starting up. So what do summer classes look like? Um, will those be pushed back in any sort of way and um, so on and so forth? Will those be virtually? Right. Yeah. The announcement absolutely just as hot off the press uh, from the provost yep. as we got on this uh, call with each other. Uh, and so, yes, the um, summer session is going to get pushed back uh, to try and give us that little buffer of time. Uh, and then we are going to an all online format. Now, now some things will be different about that though. You know, we've, uh, we created some additional flexibility with grading options uh, for this semester. 
those will not be in play during the summer because we'll be starting a whole session from the beginning. Uh, and so that will not be the case for summer. Uh, but what I'm excited about is not only are we moving quickly then uh, to uh, make sure that our offerings are available online for summer, but I've had conversations with a few of our chairs that we're actually going to add some additional coursework uh, because with the realization that uh, we can do this in these ways and have some of the resources we have, we realized we could add a few offerings to summer. And we realized that by doing that, it might help uh, some of the students in, uh, you know, who may have been impacted uh, this, this spring. Uh, and so I, I think that's a great opportunity and I, I commend our faculty uh, for already being thoughtful about, well, wait a minute, maybe we could think about this a little bit more creatively uh, in terms of what we could do over the summer. Uh, and, and so uh, they, those, those announcements will be forthcoming uh, as uh, faculty have a chance to kind of get their heads together and, and uh, plan and think about that. So I know that there will be more information coming for the students about those summer sessions. What we do know also, unfortunately, though, is if your plan was study abroad for the summer, that won't be happening. Uh, and, and I know that, that, you know, study abroad is such a, a, a fabulous part of the educational experience. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that for many of our students, we may be able to reschedule or do something uh, to accommodate that. But I recognize for some students, uh, given where they might be in their studies and everything, that may not be possible. Uh, and, you know, we, we, we really regret that that might not be possible for some students, but, uh, you know, health and safety is what's driving every decision we make at this point. Absolutely. So let's switch gears a little bit. We just talked about sure. students. Let's talk a little bit more about the faculty and staff. So same question there. What are some of the big concerns from uh, faculty and staff that you've been hearing and what would be your response to them? Um, well, I, I think uh, our faculty uh, are, are probably have a whole range of concerns. You know, they, these are people who have dedicated their lives to students and to research, and we have uh, had to seriously impact both of those areas of their work life. Um, for many of them, it means their research has stalled. Um, uh, for some of them, it means they can still do some of the the writing aspects, or they can do, uh, you know, grant proposals or, or that sort of thing, but they can't do the actual experiments uh, that drive the work that they do. Uh, that's huge in, in these people's lives. Uh, and for many, it will have uh, not just a few weeks impact, but this could potentially have an impact on them uh, for years. Uh, we also then have junior faculty, you know, who are on essentially the tenure clock. Uh, and of course, they have a lot of anxiety about what this is going to mean, how it will impact their productivity, and how that will be perceived as they come up for promotion and tenure. Uh, the university has given them a year-long extension uh, on that tenure clock, but you know, for for some people, uh, the year uh, is is maybe not as helpful, uh, especially in disciplines like ours that a growing season uh, is is hard to replace. Um, right. So, so we certainly recognize that and are trying to think about how to address that. Um, and then I think some of the things I mentioned earlier, you know, it, it's not like they just uh, went to an alternate uh, classroom location uh, and everything else about their life uh, is static. Uh, you know, everyone has their own unique set of circumstances that 
they've gone to. Uh, and whether it's that, you know, uh, they have small children. I've, I've met many of my faculty and staff's children now because we've been <laughs> Zooming like this, you know, they're there and they're right. the reality. I've, I've met also a lot of uh, dogs and cats and, and one cat uh, too uh, yeah. on, these, on these Zoom calls. Uh, and, and so they're, they're trying to juggle all this at the same time that they're, uh, you know, they're there with their family members, uh, potentially with the children or homeschooling their children. Maybe they have a partner who's also teleworking, sitting at the other end of the table that they're at. Uh, so these are really uh, different kinds of circumstances uh, than sort of normal. And, and uh, then you add to that that every day it feels like there's another announcement from the dean saying, okay, and now you can't do this, and now <laughs> you can't do that. Uh, and and I, I think it can end up being uh, stressful and demoralizing, uh, quite frankly. Um, you know, not to mention, I, I don't know if you're experiencing it, Taylor. I, I go out for walks every day. I, I have the uh, luxury of being in the country and, and can get out and walk around and, and yep. romp out there and things like that. Uh, but even with that, I'll, I'll tell you, I've had a few days of cabin fever where it was just like, <laughs> I, I'm a pretty big introvert, but wow, do I miss just being able to go for a cup of coffee or being able to meet friends or or just like because I want to run to the store or something. Uh, and I think everybody's experiencing all of those things, all of them. I, and I, I know our faculty are as well. And, and then uh, it, when you add to that, this, this, this great commitment and dedication they have to not wanting to lower their standards when it comes to what they do in the college and what they do for their students. And, and you know, that's a lot of pressure. I, and so, you know, I shared with you the message that I just sent out to our faculty and staff suggesting to people that, you know, uh, it, it might not be a bad idea to give yourself a little grace uh, and to recognize that some days are not going to be as productive as others. Uh, yeah. and, and some days it's just going to be enough, you know, if, if you manage to just do the basics and kind of get through the day, uh, because I think there will be that kind of ebb and flow. Uh, yeah. for everybody and, and everybody, I think it's different reasons why, um, you know, I, I mentioned some people are going to be economically impacted. Uh, some people I've already heard from some faculty who personally know someone who, uh, has been diagnosed, uh, with COVID-19. Um, and, uh, you know, so there's, there's all kinds of things running through people's heads right now. And, and I think we just all have to give each other some, some room for that. Absolutely. So what, what are some resources that you would like to point people to? I know you talked about, I think a, a good resource is just as simple and easy as getting outside. You know, just the other day yeah. we went and got something at a fast food place and you would have thought I was a kid in a candy shop. I finally got to get out of the house. So what are some, what are some other um, resources though that you can point some people to? Yeah, I, I do think that, you know, changing scenery, uh, being able to get outside is always a good thing. Of course, maintaining that physical distancing. Uh, I, I also think uh, doing things like whether it's journaling or, or calling some of your friends and, and family members is, is really helpful. And we have some great resources that are available. We have both the, the wellness uh, committee at the university, and we've sent out several of the resources. They have some webinars coming up uh, that I think are really going to be helpful. Our employee assistance program and student counseling have a number of resources that are available. Uh, and then don't forget about extension. 
Uh, our extension professionals, I think, are doing a great job. Uh, FCS has several blogs out all about uh, juggling parenting and, and everything else you might be trying to do. Um, they've also, I think, put together some great resources on uh, just being able to manage stress, uh, being able to, to you know, kind of figure all this out, do some planning. Um, and I think they even have some good tips for us on maintaining our nutrition and, and not uh, adding to our stress by adding to our waistlines and things yeah. like that, which is way easy to do, you know, yes. at this time. Uh, so I think there's a tremendous number of resources, and I just really encourage people uh, to take a look. We've tried to send out and post a number of those resources, but if anybody's looking for them, uh, by all means, get a hold of the dean's office, and we'd be happy to share them with you all. Yeah, and we'll be sure to uh, put some of those links in our show notes as well, so you listeners right. can uh, check that as well. You mentioned briefly the extension offices. Um, you know, for the most part, we aren't allowed to have any face-to-face -face interaction, right? So how has that impacted our extension offices and even further the Ohio 4-H program? Yeah, you know, this is a, a really hard thing. Uh, to do right now uh, for extension, and yet they're being just as creative. Uh, you know, we have uh, Ag and Natural Resources who are doing the March Madness tournament uh, mm -hmm. that was programs instead of basketball, right? I, yeah. I thought they were uh, brilliant uh, for doing that. They've had terrific attendance in those Zoom meetings. Um, one of the last ones they had had 180 participants, and so wow. I'm, I'm delighted that the education for Ohioans is continuing. We're also working to think about uh, 4-H. I know that they've made it possible for project books to, to get out. Uh, I think that they're doing a number of the, the work that they're doing virtually and, and preparing for how you can support your clubs and everything virtually. Uh, and uh, we'll continue. I, I think the 4-H program is uh, a dynamic program. And I'm actually also hoping uh, that our young people in 4-H will come up with some of the ideas of how we can do these things, because I, I am completely convinced of the innovation and creativity of those young people that are in the 4-H program. Uh, I, and I think it's also important that they all keep those ties to each other during this time. So uh, I'm confident that that will continue. It may look a little different this year, but uh, they'll figure out ways to continue uh, all of the good work that 4-H does as well. For sure. So with the 4-H community, you know, a lot of times those 4-H members and the clubs and whatnot, they all become so close and not necessarily a community, but they become a family. So um, what would you like to say to overall the CFAS family right now as we navigate through this very unprecedented time? I think the, the main message that I would give to everybody is that it's, it's important, I think, to keep in mind what is most important. Uh, I, I think we're all going to have to accept that none of us are going to come out of this uh, unimpacted by it. Uh, you know, a few weeks ago, I think we could kind of shrug our shoulders and say, well, I, I don't think I'm going to get it, you know, and, and everything else. And, and anymore, it's not just whether or not you that COVID-19 is also uh, will it affect someone you love? Uh, will the economic pressures impact you? Uh, will it impact your job? Um, you know, there's so many ways that it's changing our lives. Uh, we're not going to go back to the way things were, even as we transition back. Uh, I think it'll be a new normal. And so I, I think for all of us to 
uh, have have some acceptance of that, and as I said earlier, have some grace uh, about it. I, I read an article this morning that said maybe one of the things is is that it also encourages us encourages us to slow down a little bit and reflect uh, to really think about the things that are most important and recognize that sort of all the hustle and bustle and busyness uh, of our lives um, maybe it doesn't have to quite be that way. Um, and, and to me, I, I think that's one of the things that I find encouraging. Um, you know, we often have said in the last couple of weeks, this is an unprecedented time. And that, that's really not quite true. Um, you know, we have had other incredible times in the history of our country, uh, whether it's World War II, whether it was the, the Spanish flu epidemic uh, early in the 19th century. And, and what I note about those times is how people persevered. And, and not only did they persevere, um, but they did so with what I think of as the better nature uh, of yeah. people, you know? And, and so that's what keeps giving me hope right now is that in, in spite of all the stuff coming at us, in, in spite of all the, the, the decisions that have to be made, what I experience again and again is this, this wonderful spirit that is part of our college. Uh, yeah. this better nature of the people who are part of it. And, and one of the reasons I wanted to come and be being here in the first place, uh, and, and nothing about that has changed as I have interacted with people in the last few weeks. I, I continue to be impressed uh, by this family. And, and I'm absolutely confident that we're going to get this figured out and we're all uh, going to be able to manage this as we figure out how to accept the, the changes. Absolutely. So as a follow-up to that, during these difficult times, um, people can find themselves looking that they want to help out in some form or fashion. So what are some areas um, where members of this family can help meet a need of some sort? Well, uh, we already have in some ways, you know, uh, a lot of our labs gathered up uh, all of the equipment, the gloves, the masks, and everything they had, and, and we've made those available. Uh, we also have received requests for things like 3D printers and, and other uh, equipment like that, and, and our folks have, have rallied uh, to tr try to provide those kinds of things. Um, there's been, I think, some efforts in parts of our college uh, to provide to some of the food banks, uh, and so, you know, there's a number of things like that that uh, have been happening uh, and that people are, are trying to think about how can I help out uh, and what can I contribute to that. Uh, I'm also delighted to say that with the governor's stay-at-home order, uh, there is an exemption for some very limited uh, research and work of ours that will support uh, the ag uh, industry and some of the natural resources work. Okay. Uh, particularly around water. I, and so we have a number of people who are working hard and, and uh, coming into campus to make that work possible. Uh, I think there'll continue to be opportunities uh, as we go through the, the next several weeks. Uh, and again, I'm, I'm confident that our community will rise to those occasions. Absolutely. Dean Kress, I appreciate you jumping on here today. Do you have any final words for the CFAS community and family, I guess? Yeah, I, I, Taylor, I, I think that the main thing is for us all to, uh, you know, take care of ourselves, uh, to monitor ourselves and recognize that we're going to have some tough days. 
uh, it, it's challenging. Uh, but uh, I also hope that people feel the strength of our community and, and feel like this is a place where people care about them and people are doing things uh, on their behalf and, and hopeful uh, that soon we'll all get the chance to be in each other's company again and we'll have our celebrations again and we'll have our, our traditions again uh, and perhaps we'll have learned a few things about each other in the meantime. Absolutely. Well, thank you again, Dean Crest, for joining us today. Stay safe, stay healthy, and have a great rest of the semester. <laughs> great. You too, Taylor, and thank you so much. Take care. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Cornerstone Conversations here at the College of Food, Agricultural, and Environmental Sciences, where we sustain life. Make sure to tune in next time as we talk more about the happenings within our college and share more stories about where we've been and where we're going. Liked what you heard and want to learn more? Visit us at cfaes.osu.edu and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.